guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If a pastor gives a message that resonates with your spirit, take what resonates and leave what doesn't, right? Do not idolize the pastor. Do not put them on some pedestal because remember, they are human just like you. They make mistakes. Nobody is perfect, right? Glass houses, people. Like pastor politics is very serious. Like people will literally fight and argue and criticize and judge you based on the pastors you listen to and i'm just like have we forgotten the main point of this like where is god in all of this that was a time when i was denying him that was a time when i was a self-proclaimed atheist that was a time when i was just looking at people around me weird who would talk about god and who would pray and read the bible and talk about this man in the sky that you've never seen and you know I was questioning all of these stories and that's when I denied him the most and he was still there and he still protected me I did not become aware of said purpose until I got close to God because your purpose comes from God if you don't know your purpose sweetheart you need to go to the source you don't know the pu- you don't know your purpose because you are not checking with the source. You are looking online to see what what are the highest paying jobs. You are looking at what everybody else around you who has a good living is doing and you're trying to do that. And that's why you don't know what you want to do with your life. You are not going to the source. Ask God what his plan for your life is. The purpose comes from him. 
when God reveals your purpose to you, sometimes you might feel like, oh yeah, you definitely had me mistaken. I'm not the one. Sorry, I'm not qualified for this. This is not, this is out of my scope, Lord. Um, I think you have the wrong person. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host, Sensi, and on this podcast, we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. The reason why I'm always smiling in the beginning of my episodes is because I'm literally trying not to laugh at myself because <laughs> this is still a process. Anyway, I want to acknowledge a few things from my last episode before I move into today's episode. Number one, I realized that reading is actually not fundamental. I thought it was, but I guess it's not. Um, Secondly, some of y'all checked me and actually appreciated being checked like that. You know, like I'm talking about in terms of the constructive criticism piece, not not the extra ones. But when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? The reason why this person said that is because some of these qualities aren't necessarily things that you brag about, you know? Like the old me probably felt like that was a good thing to brag about because it was essentially a defense mechanism to protect myself. But after I sat and reflected and I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That's not... That's not necessarily the best um, thing for me in terms of going back to my old self. And then I also went to the lake. I've mentioned it before. I have like this spot where I go purely to meditate and like just pray and spend time with God. And while I was praying and talking to God, I heard in my spirit, you know, like an impression, Ephesians 5. So I flipped to Ephesians 5 in my Bible and the first thing I had highlighted on the page was a verse about, um, gosh, you know, let me find it because I have to, I have, I'll put it on the screen too, like for those of you watching on YouTube, but it was Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verse 22 to 24 so basically it was on the page next to ephesians 5 in my bible and i highlighted those verses so i didn't actually read ephesians 5 like what i read the first thing that stood out to me were those verses and let me read it for you so you you get exactly how i was checked by the holy spirit um it says you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Let me tell you something. I was eating my little Jenny's ice cream and I was talking. And then when I read that, I literally like my jaw dropped. Like you see my personality. I feel like, The same way I check y'all, the same way I talk is the same way I get checked in the spirit. It's the same way God talks to me. 
his sense of humor is offensive sometimes because not him literally telling me about the old self versus the new self that's literally what i made the episode about and then all of a sudden i see that verse so i say all of that to say i will not be reverting to the old version of me i will be putting it away i will not be giving in to those deceitful desires and for the people trying me i will honestly just turn the other cheek and pray for them and give it to God. That's literally what I did. Like after I read the verse. And I, com- I I like picked up my jaw. That's I prayed and I said you know what. You have jokes. But I hear you loud and clear. I hear you loud and clear. So you know. Just in case any of y'all were feeling my last episode. A little too much with your old self. That's just an update. Okay. Read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 to 24. So you can get checked like I did. Um, So I digress. That was just an update from last week. Um, In today's episode, I am going to be talking about um, building a relationship with God. And it's actually a topic that one of you suggested. In case you don't know, you can suggest topics either in DMs or in the suggestions form that I have in the description. Um, so someone suggested this episode, so that's what I'm going to be talking about. And let me just say this. I obviously, clearly, (laughs) I'm not a perfect Christian, okay? There is still work that needs to be done on me and my spirit, okay? But I definitely came a long way with my relationship with God and with me as a person, like my personal growth, um... And most of it is actually because of my relationship with God. Um, So I'm going to be talking about things from my perspective. Not necessarily like a perfect Christian. This is what you should do step by step. It's more so like what I've done. How I turned to God. Why I turned to God. And what has been working for me. And like the, the various things I've learned so far. Right? So... I don't want to be too redundant, so I will say that in episode 6, I talked in depth about the whole story where I almost, you know, off myself, Um, and that's initially what led me to God, like, for the very first time. Like, I grew up in a country, I grew up in St. Lucia, I grew up where, like, it's very religious, right? Like, you pray all the time, you pray in schools at all level, and I went to a, a private Catholic secondary school. So, I was no stranger to religion and to God and Bible stories and stuff like that, but I never took it seriously. It was just something that I felt like I had no choice but to be around, but I did not understand it because I didn't grow up in church itself. That Catholic secondary school was like the closest thing to a church that I had because we literally had church services and mass and all of that. Um... So it's like I was surrounded by God and talks of God, but I never paid attention and I never had anybody like explain it to me in depth, but then also embody what they were saying so that I believe them and take them seriously, right? I felt like I was surrounded by a lot of judgmental Christians who would speak the... Oh my God. 
Y'all, these thunderstorms in Atlanta is just ghetto. Like, it's sunny during the day, and then out of nowhere, it's like... <sighs> anyway, as I was saying, I felt like I was surrounded by Christians who were very judgmental. They would speak the word of God and use the word of God against other people to condemn them for their sins, but then say God loves everybody and you should not judge right after they judged and then do all of this extra stuff. So my introduction to God was a lot of religion and a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of judgment. Now, because I did not understand it and I was growing up in that as a child, very naive, I looked to Christians as an example of what it must be like to follow God. And the examples I felt like I saw made me feel like I should run in the opposite direction. So that is what I did. And I was atheist for, uh, I would say most, not, not most of my teenage years. I think there was like two years where I was a self-proclaimed atheist. Like I would tell people that I'm atheist or I'm agnostic. And I would I was actually the type of person that would be like questioning God. Or when people speak about God, I would ask them questions like, how do you know he's real? Or how do you do, do, do what this doesn't make sense? I was that person. I was that person, right? So, oh, how the tables have turned. Um, but... That's because I made church people my example of what it is like to follow God. Like the religious toxic church people, okay? And it turned me away from him and then that experience made me run to him. For the first time I actually prayed and I said, like, I don't know if you're real, but if you are real... Why do you have me here? Why did you save my life just so I can go back to feeling miserable and like sad all the time and crying all the time? And then I remember praying to him and saying like, if you help me out of this depression, I will never allow myself to get that low again. And I will never doubt you again like everything will be to your glory and it didn't happen overnight it happened like over the course of my life it's still happening you know but long story short <laughs> I mean y'all see where we are okay I love the Lord I love Jesus Christ I love Jesus Christ the Lord my Savior okay but Building a relationship with him. Let's talk about that piece. For me, I did not know where to start, right? I was traumatized by my experience with church people, toxic church people specifically. So it made me really um, hesitant about religion and going to church. Then... Years later, I felt compelled to go to a church. This was um, the year after I graduated college. And this was like the end of 2019 going into 2020. I got a feeling that I, I need to go to a church. I went to some random church um, in the area. I, I was actually Googling churches. I went to a random church in the area. And then 
the pastor literally talked about how some of you have toxic relationships with God and it's because of people. You let people convince you that God is not good or you let people deter you away from God. But God wants you to know that he wants to build a relationship with you. Slap me in the face. Slapped me in the face. Everybody was, you know, sitting quiet listening. I felt like somebody just slapped me in the face. Like literally and I will say this, like a lot of my relationship with God has been like experiences like that. Like when I feel like I need guidance or I need help or I need like something, he will send somebody, whether it's a pastor, a friend, a random person, some random thing I'll see on social media. Like the, the Bible verse I mentioned in the beginning of this video to literally communicate with me, right? Now, I did not end up staying in that church for a long time, mainly because, um, you know how sometimes you're in a church and then the sermons resonate for a while and you feel it is exactly what you need to hear, but there comes a point where it kind of dies down and you don't resonate with the sermons anymore. So that's exactly what happened. And that's also a preview of what things have been like in my relationship with God. Let me just say something very important to the person who requested this episode, whose name I won't mention, and to anybody who's interested in building a relationship with God or just like working on your relationship with God. The most important thing that I could have ever done to have such a strong relationship with God is to make it solely about me and him i removed all of the noise i removed everything else i removed the church i removed other people i removed pastors preachers whoever prophets i removed everybody else from the equation and i went straight to the source i went directly to god and that was how i built a relationship with him by going to him, spending time with him. One of the things that really frustrates me sometimes, it frustrated me a lot in the beginning when I was trying to build a relationship with him, was, again, the opinions and the judgment from people regarding, like, pastors. Now, I, like I said, I didn't grow up in church so I didn't have, like, I was always God adjacent, you know, like, I grew, I went to a Catholic school, I went, I lived um, on an island where things are, you know, very religious, like, mainly Catholic, so you pray all the time, everywhere, like, it's not, it's not like America where people don't want you to talk about religion and God because it's too political, like, no, back home, you pray all the time, right, like, you pray in school at every level to start the day before you eat, to di for um, before dismissal I was always God adjacent and but I never really had a trustworthy um, source to really teach me about the word and my first exposure to the Bible was the King James Version and personally let me just say this I'm not trying to be a hater or anything I think different things resonate with different people but for me, the like, he show wherever F, may F, you know, like all of the F and the like the, the, the prehistoric language, 
it did not work with me. It did not work for me, okay? It did not resonate. I would literally be reading it like, wheresoever thou goeth and lost, lost. Some people like it. For some people, it works. But for me, because I was like in my teenage years and like younger, I just did not really understand what I was reading. So because of that experience, I was kind of turned off from the Bible. And I also didn't have people like telling me like, you need to read the Bible and da da da. Like people said it, but then people didn't practice what they preached. And I looked to them as an example. Long story short, um, I did not... So because of that, I did not go to the Bible as my default. So for me, I felt like I needed somebody to help me understand who God is and his ways and different principles of being a Christian. So I felt like I needed a person to explain that stuff to me. So that's why I started looking for pastors. And again, I didn't. What I did was I went directly to God and I said, send me somebody to help me understand how to be closer to you. Because I, I know how it sounds, but I did not know in the beginning. I needed the help, right? So what ended up happening, what still happens to this day, honestly, is that every time I need like a word about something... God sends me a pastor or a message to listen to, and it always resonates with me. What I do is I don't go to a physical church. I go to YouTube church. Okay, thank you to the pastors who upload their sermons online so I can watch it. Because I used to watch sermons every day for a few years at some point. I would just go on YouTube, and on my homepage, majority of the recommended videos are sermons from different pastors. So over time, I followed different pastors and those messages resonated with me. And when it didn't, like literally another pastor would just show up and that old pastor, I would not be um, like, I would not see their videos recommended on my feed anymore. And if I went to look for them and I watched uh, the latest sermon, it wouldn't resonate. So I just started trusting it because I realized God is always like showing me what he wants me to see. So I use the pastors to help me understand um, the Bible and to break down different things in the Bible because at that point, I hadn't really decided that I wanted to read the Bible because you might think this is crazy, but I'm telling you from somebody who didn't grow up in the church, I didn't realize there were like different versions of the Bible, like the new living translation i think that's the one i have like a more modern language that's the one i have i couldn't do kjv i'm sorry but i didn't even know about that until i went to actually buy my bible a few years ago so the thing about the pastors let me just say this right so to recap so far number one if you want to build a relationship with god you need to go to him directly you need to go to him directly, ignore the noise, right? Number two, if you do decide to get a pastor or somebody that will feed your spirit and break down different biblical principles and teach you, 
Let me tell you what I've learned about this, and it's very important. Number one, if a pastor gives a message that resonates with your spirit, take what resonates and leave what doesn't, right? Do not idolize the pastor. Do not put them on some pedestal because remember, they are human just like you. They make mistakes. Nobody is perfect, right? Glass houses, people. So for me, because I made God the focus of my relationship with God, obviously, right? And I focused on growing spiritually and in my faith versus having a religion and, you know, all of these other, you know, stuff, labels, I did not, I never idolized any pastor. I prayed that God would send me people to help me digest, you know, different principles. Because sometimes you read the Bible and just like, I have no idea what I just read. I don't understand the point here. I don't understand the principle. So I prayed for him to send me people, pastors, who would help me understand those principles. I never idolized any pastor I have watched multiple pastors over the years in my relationship with God, and I am not attached to any pastor. To me, I take what resonates and I leave what doesn't. And I never, let me just be very, this, this, this part is very important. I never discuss the pastor that I listen to and what church they come from or whatever with anybody. Because, like I said, there are a lot of toxic church people, toxic Christians, who are very small-minded. Like, they, they focus on the labels and the unimportant things versus building a relationship with God, right? Me watching a pastor doesn't necessarily condone everything. Sometimes I don't even know what this person is doing, what this man or woman does in their spare time. I don't know and I'm not condoning that. I just know they said something that God wanted me to hear. It resonated with me. I learned the lesson. I go on about my business, right? I have never I realized very early on that I cannot discuss the pastors that I listen to with anybody because people will ignore the fact that you are trying to grow your faith, that you are trying to grow spiritually. They will ignore the intentions, which is you trying to have that walk with God. And they will focus on the pastor and, and what type of person he is, the skeletons in his closet. Sweetheart, I never co-signed on that. I never co-signed on that. I didn't even know any of this stuff because I know I'm not a perfect person. I'm not going to just pick out people's flaws and do extensive research and all of that stuff on different pastors. Like pastor politics is very serious like people will literally fight and argue and criticize and judge you based on the pastors you listen to and i'm just like have we forgotten the main point of this like where is god in all of this where is god in all of this i'm literally trying to receive a word i'm trying to learn i'm trying to get closer to god and you are worried about who the message is coming from sometimes these pastors are saying things that they themselves need to listen to, but they won't listen to it. They won't learn the lesson. They won't learn the principle because they don't like who it's coming from. Sometimes God is trying to speak to people through somebody, but because they don't like who the message is coming from, they are not receptive to the message. 
I realized that very early on, and that's why I'm like, I'm not going to discuss the pastor I listen to with people, especially because I don't listen to any pastor consistently. Like over the years, it has changed. I don't idolize any of them. I'm not attached to any of them. I take what resonates and I leave what doesn't. And when it's time for me to move on to a new pastor, God puts them on my YouTube recommendations and I'll watch them for a few months or maybe years and then switch to a new one, right? It's about the message. It's about the principles. It's about your relationship with God, not who he puts in your life to teach you different things, right? Learn the lesson and keep it moving, right? Don't worry about who it's coming from. Like, focus on the bigger picture, okay? But that's what I mean. Like, some people are very judgmental. They cannot look past these small things. So I just don't even bother, like, discuss that with them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And that brings me to my third point, right? Some of the things I'm saying is more so about protecting your relationship with God because because I protected it, that's why it got to the point it is at right now, right? So we'll talk about the relationship itself, but let me let me give you some protection tips, okay? So we have number one, go to him directly, ignore the noise. Number two, if you find a pastor, do not discuss that with anybody, okay? Focus on the message. Take what resonates. Leave what doesn't. Do not idolize any pastor, okay? It's about what he's trying to teach you to strengthen your relationship with God. Number three, again, protection, advice. Keep your relationship with God between you and God. I said go to the source. Great. Now I'm talking about be very mindful of who you talk about your relationship with God with because people are on different walks in life and some people some people understand the importance of a relationship with God and going to the source going to him directly and other people are still in that toxic church mindset where it's like well you have to go to this church and then are you going every Sunday are you you know like religion checking things off the list and of the politics, but well, what pastor do you listen to? Well, how many Bible verses can you memorize? Some people are those type of Christians. So you need to be very mindful of who you discuss your relationship with. Everybody in my life who's close to me have heard me talk about God before. Like all of my friends have heard me talk about God because I cannot talk about where I am in life in terms of 
how far I've gotten, things I've achieved, who I've become, like literally everything. I cannot talk about that without giving God all the credit, to be honest, right? Because all of this is because of him. So if people ever ask me something, then it's like, I cannot tell you about how I got this far without mentioning him. So everybody in my life knows that, you know, God and my relationship with God is very important to me. However, I do not go in depth about that with everybody because of the trauma of dealing with toxic church people and all of the politics, the pastor politics and all of this extra stuff. I learned to protect that relationship so I don't get distracted by frivolous things, by all of the politics, by the judgment, by the the task, like the task-based Christianity like, can you memorize the Bible verses? Which pastor do you listen to? Do you go to church every Sunday or is it only on holidays and whatever? Do you fast for Lent and da 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 You know, like the religious stuff. I had my experiences, so I learned to protect that relationship. I'm very mindful of who I um, discuss it with. And I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really gone in depth about the nature of my relationship with God. Like I've, I've talked to some of my friends about it, but I never really like, it's not something that I have opened up and shared with anybody because of those experiences. I'm working on that. I just need to like make sure that we are, we see eye to eye about what's important, right? But one of the things that made me really cherish and prioritize my relationship with God was keeping it to myself, right? Okay, so enough protection. Let's talk about um, the actual relationship itself, right? So number one, going to him. Now, so I told you, go to him directly, right? Now, here's the thing about that. Sometimes, and I'll speak only from my experience, if anybody has anything they want to share about their experiences with God and how he talks to you, please leave a comment below. I would love to hear about it. And there might be other people who need to hear it as well. But for me personally, in the beginning, it was very awkward. It was very awkward because I was like, I wasn't even 100% sure how much I believed in God and to the extent and all that. Because now I wasn't, it was new to me, Okay. But in the beginning, it felt weird. But now it's like, like God is the, God is the homie. God is the bestie. I told y'all before, a lot of the reasons why I am the way I am, the way, the reason why I don't seek validation from anybody is because I get my validation from God. I know who he says I am and that makes me confident in myself. So let's talk about the different components of my relationship with God. And honestly, I feel like I don't even know if I can fit all of this into this one episode. It might have to be two parts, but I, I, I would try to do my best to keep it in one and like summarize it. Um, but basically... The first thing, right? Actually, let's not do this in order because I might be all over the place. But the first thing I told y'all, um, the my confidence comes from him. The reason I don't seek validation comes from him. Um, the reason why I'm confident in myself, in my purpose, in my life's plan, in running my own race, all of that is because 
when I started reading the Bible and even before I started reading the Bible, when I listened to these pastors break things down for me, it's like there are so many things, Bible stories, verses, and again, if you're a visual person, you like videos and stuff like me, watch the sermons. It'll help too, right? But there's so much evidence that shows that God has made you in his image and his likeness, right? So it's like, how can I speak ill of myself if I am made in the likeness and the image of God, right? If he knew me before I was born, if he had a plan for me before I took my first breath, who am I to doubt that, right? There's a certain trust you need to develop in the word in God to bring you the type of like peace and calmness and stillness that I have at this point. And it's not something that happens overnight, right? I told y'all before, I think, in the episode where I talked about where I used to be atheist, I'll link it, um, for two and a half years straight, I watched a sermon every morning to start my day, first thing in the morning for two and a half years. Because think about it, some people start the day with news, negative, okay, you don't need to know how many people died, how many people got robbed, how many accidents happened on the road you have to take on your way to work, okay, negativity. So many people listen to the news or social media and they see some type of gossip, some type of negative thing that happened. All of these media sources that take your energy and they first thing in the morning and they give you something negative to think about to start your day. You see what I mean? If you have time to consume those distractions, you have time to consume something that will actually help you and bring you closer to God. I watch, I replace that morning social media, morning mess with um, watching 30 minute sermons, about 30 minutes, not like a full hour, like on my way to work and like while I got ready in the background, I had a sermon playing every single morning. So the things that I know some of it has to do with me also going to Catholic school and like hearing Bible verses and all of that. But you need to familiarize yourself with the word and what God says about you. That is what helped my confidence. That is what is going to help you be more confident in yourself as a person. Because if you believe in God, you believe you serve an abundant God, an all-knowing God, right? You, it, like, how can you say you believe you... How can you say you believe that God is abundant, the God you serve is abundant, but then you feel like in all of your faith, you deserve to be poor, like you deserve to struggle in life. The two does not make sense. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. So even when I have doubted myself over the years, it's like, if I, in order for me to believe that God is powerful and abundant, I cannot believe that it is my destiny to struggle in life. I cannot say I serve an abundant God, but then I believe my portion is lack. First of all, I am, I do the most, okay? I like to travel. I'm high maintenance. I, I do the most. So struggle just doesn't make sense to me. You know, 
like I come from humble beginnings, but even in my humble beginnings, there was something inside of me that always felt like there had to be more to life because I know who I was. I knew who I was before I showed people who I was. And there's parts of me that I'm still withholding, but still I know who I am. I, it just never made sense to me, right? So certain things, like if you say that God is all powerful, right? He will take care of all of your problems. Nothing is too big for him. Then it doesn't make sense to worry, right? It doesn't make sense to worry about certain things because nothing is too big for him, right? If you say you believe that God is your provider, then it doesn't make sense to worry about being provided for. It doesn't make sense to worry about where money from bill for bills is going to come from. You see what I'm saying? So I had to realize that because I um, knew the word, not like front to back, because again, I wasn't perfect, but because I knew enough about, you know, who he is, who they say he is, because I didn't really know for myself at the time, because I heard people saying that and I started to believe that, then... I had to make sure that the way I lived reflected those beliefs, right? And we are humans. We are not perfect. So yes, every now and then we'll get distracted by our situations, by our circumstances and think like, maybe I don't know where the money for rent is going to come from for next month. But it's like, there have been many times in my life where I had certain like doubts and worries like that, not necessarily like money for rent, but like for something. There are certain times I had those doubts, but what actually helped me was going back to the word and saying, okay, if I believe that he is my provider, if I believe that he's abundant, I have to give him room to work in my life. I have to be still and trust that he will provide for me, right? Excuse the thunder, y'all. There's nothing I can do about that. I don't know if y'all can hear, but like it's, there's a thunderstorm here in Atlanta. Very ghetto weather. Anyway, but so it's very important to know what he says about you. It's very important to start reading the Bible. I haven't read the Bible front to back yet, but I've read enough to have a level of stillness and calmness and trust in him. Even when I get distracted by my circumstances, that's why I have that weekly date. Um, sometimes it's, it's multiple times a week, but at the very least, at least once a week, I have a weekly date with God. And that's another thing. The same way you, 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 you make time to see your friends, see other people, have appointments, have a time for work, you need to make time for God. He needs to be a part of your schedule, right? So for me, I started going to this place. I call it the lake. It's not really a lake. I just like to say the lake. It's around a body of water. So I found this place. Water makes me very calm. It makes me, like, I just like hearing the sound of water, even rain. I like, I like the rain as it's raining right now, but hearing water flowing like a river, a beach, a fountain, like it just, it just relaxes me, right? So one time when I was going through a really hard time, I went on the map, like the map around me and I looked for like 
large sources of water and I just drove to them to see like if that's a place I could you know like go to clear my mind and I found a place and I was going through a really hard time at that point in time so I went there and I was like crying and I broke down I was speaking to God and that's when he literally blessed me with a very big miracle right that was like two years ago and he literally blessed me like I poured out my heart to him and he literally he came through for me right I was overwhelmed I was worried I allowed myself to feel those emotions and then I gave it to him I said this is in your hands right now because there's nothing I can do I've done the best I can do at this point I've done everything I can it's out of my hands. If it's for me, you will make a way. If not, then I still trust you regardless, right? Because I know your way will always be better than my way. So long story short, he did his thing. <laughs> so that place became the place that I went to spend time with him every week, at least once a week, multiple times a week, mostly. But so I created this routine with him at least once a week, honestly, sometimes it's like three to four times a week I go up there, but at least once a week, I go to that spot and I know that that spot is dedicated for me to just spend time with him. I will go, I will meditate, I will read my Bible, or I will just go and sit still. So like, making sure I'm still enough and quiet enough to hear anything he has to tell me. Usually, it will come in the form of like impressions in my mind of like different Bible verses, right? So that's how in the beginning of the video, I told y'all I heard Ephesians 5 and then I went and I saw that and he checked me. That's literally how it will come. But I have to make sure my mind is quiet enough to hear that. If there's too much noise around me, if I'm too distracted by social media, then I will not be able to hear what he has to tell me. I saw a post that said, God is always speaking. We are just not always listening, right? Sometimes we are too distracted to hear him. So I have that date with him that I make sure that once I go there, once I pull up, it's like my phone is on airplane mode. I don't want anybody to be able to call me because nothing else is important right now. That's my time for him, right? Just go talk to him. Find a place. You don't, it doesn't have to be a lake. It, some people make prayer closets. You could do that. Develop a routine with him where you go talk to him. If you need to pour out your heart, cry, feel that, and then give it to him, surrender it to him, that's great. You know, you need to do that. We're human. We worry about stuff. Give him your problems, but... Make sure that every time you spend time with him, you are not just complaining and giving him your problems. You need to also make sure that you are receptive. You need to also make sure that you are grateful, that you are giving gratitude to him for everything he's done for you up until this point. Even just waking up, taking a breath today, right? Being able to complain. You need to be you need to make sure that you are always being thankful, you are grateful. For for me, I've realized there's like three things. There's like three things that I do when I talk to him, when I go to the lake, right? There's three things. It's either I'm 
crying and complaining. <laughs> Either I'm going through it and I need to get some stuff off my chest so I can let it out and then surrender it to him. Because like that's a sign that you trust him, right? Because when you do that, like you also have to like act like you trust him afterwards, okay? But like I'm either crying and complaining and then I surrender something to him and then I trust him. Or I'm just being grateful. I will literally go run through a gratitude list of the things I'm thankful for, big and small. Or number three, I go and there's nothing on my mind. I'm literally just still. I'm quiet. I meditate. And I wait to see if there's something he has to tell me. And even in those times too, I'll also make sure that I say a prayer. that, And, and not, a, not a formal prayer. I'll, I'll just make sure I say thank you right so and if there's more please leave a comment like I said I'm always looking to improve my relationship with him but like I've realized that it's either like one of those three things or all three of those um things when I go to my my dates with him um so when you're still and you're quiet you get those signs that's why I try to always meditate and leave a comment if Leave a comment on the signs that you get when you spend time with God, like how he talks to you. I'm very interested in knowing how he talks to other people. If it's like the same way, if it's different ways. Sometimes I'll see stuff on social media too. Like I'll be praying about something and I'll be like, just show me a sign or, you know, whatever. And then I'll open social media and I'll see um, either a TikTok, a post on Instagram or something speaking to my soul. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, it's so rewarding and validating to know that he heard me and he's responding to me. Like, it, it makes me feel like I'm being hugged, you know, like, like some, like he cares. The highest power cares, like I'm cared for, I'm provided for, you know, like I'm safe. Like, it, it's the most comforting feeling in the world. It's, it's the peace beyond understanding that people talk about. I have accomplished a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish in my life I I mean my life has had its downs like everybody but because I'm like an optimistic person who trusts God's plan for my life I don't really acknowledge the downs as if it's like about to take me out because I trust God but don't be mistaken I do have a lot of downs just like everybody but because I have trusted him so much. It's like that peace. Like when I say when I when I say peace beyond understanding, like beyond understanding. There have been times where I felt like metaphorically speaking, I don't know if y'all seen that meme of the dog sitting with all the flames around and he's like, This is fine. I'll put it on the screen. But sometimes my life will look like that and I have peace because I cried, complained, and I surrendered it to God. And I trust him because I have a record of testimonies in my life where he has came through for me in the past. So it's like I have no business doubting him. And that's the thing you have to be mindful of. That's the thing I have to be mindful of. I am sure that you have a long list of times where God has come through for you in the past. Please remember that when you are going through something. Because 
life and all of its circumstances, when life starts to life, it can be very easy to get distracted and forget that God has brought you out of far worse before. So one thing I always try to remind myself of is all of the blessings in my life, all the times he has come through for me. And sometimes those big things, like it makes that this thing that I'm going through now feel like insignificant, like it fails in comparison. It, 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 it's nothing. And then I feel calm. And then even when things are going relatively good in my life and I'm like achieving, accomplishing or, you know, like just good things, good vibes of people, none of those highs in my life has surpassed the peace that I have felt from knowing God and from trusting him. That's why no matter what, even when I stray sometimes, because I do stray sometimes, I do Sometimes my life does get so busy that I forget him. Sometimes I'll, I'll be honest. I don't like that. And I always go back to him. But I'll be lying if I say sometimes I didn't let the busyness of my life take me out of that routine and make me forget to thank him. But I always go back to him because I realize that the peace that I feel being close to God does not, like nothing else compares to that. Nothing else compares to that. Even when things are hard, when I surrender and I give it to him, that peace, nothing compares to that. That's why I will never stray to the point where I forget him completely and I cross over to <laughs> the atheist side again. Never. Because I have a track record of God coming through for me in my life. I have no business doubting him at this point. None. Okay? None. And there was a time where I was thinking about all of the rough moments in my childhood and, you know, my teenage years when I was too naive to understand what was going on. Like I didn't see the bigger picture and I was reflecting on those experiences and how I got through to it. And I realized that he was with me the whole time. Even when I didn't acknowledge him, even when I was atheist because church people make me made me stray away from him, he was actually with me the entire time, protecting me. Like, I think about my life, and I look at certain things that have happened, and I see how I could have gone down a completely different path, but I was protected. I was protected in many ways in my life that I did not realize until I got closer to God. I didn't realize how much he protected me. Even when I felt like I didn't want to live to see another day or I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I did not think any good could come of those situations and those situations and those circumstances. I saw in hindsight, I realized how much I was protected because my life could have gone down a completely different path at many points in my childhood, in my adolescencehood, but he literally protected me. He literally protected me. And when I thought about that, I literally started crying because that was a time where I was denying him. That was a time when I was denying him 
That was a time when I was a self-proclaimed atheist. That was a time when I was just looking at people around me weird who would talk about God and who would pray and read the Bible and talk about this man in the sky that you've never seen. And, you know, I was questioning all of these stories. And that's when I denied him the most. And all of these realizations and everything came like in that routine with him going to the lake and thinking and spending time with him, right? That's why I say it's important. But I realized that when I was his biggest up, when I literally denounced him, when I, I had no respect, I put no respect on his name whatsoever, he still cared for me. He still protected me. He still took care of me. When I think about stuff like that, it's like, when I go through stuff, when I go through stuff now, it's like, if he was there for me when I literally did not acknowledge him, now that I'm trying to be so close to him, how can I doubt that he won't come through for me in this moment? You see what I'm saying? When you really start to look at that track record, it's like, okay, I, I must be tripping. It is me. I am the problem. And here's the thing I have noticed about building a relationship with God. Because a lot of people will say, like, as a Christian, you're supposed to talk about him and lead people to him and all of that stuff. And that's why we condemn people who go against his ways and all of this stuff. And it's like, here's my thoughts on that, okay? Personally, I feel like Personally, personally, I feel like if I really want to lead people to God as a Christian, the best I can do is to embody what that truly means, right? I don't believe it is my place to condemn anybody or to judge anybody because I am not the most innocent apple in the bunch, right? Everybody has skeletons in their closet. Everybody sins. Everybody, like, like nobody, glass houses, glass houses, I believe that if I want to lead people to God, I should be the example, right? Flaws and all. I may stray, I may fall, but I will always go back to him, right? I have to lead by example. And when people look at the blessings in my life and the goodness on my life, then I tell you it's because of God. And then you say, okay, well, if your life looks so great and it's because of God, then... Let me see what this God thing is about so my life can start to flourish like yours, right? That's what I believe. I will lead by example, but I don't believe it is my place to condemn or judge anybody because who am I to do that? Well, God just checked me this week talking about, okay, Miss Girl, I see you talking about your old self. That's cute. I just want you to know that I have a bigger plan for you so, you know get it together. Okay. I was just checked this week. It is not my place to condemn other people, right? I learned a lesson. I will not be, you know, acting crazy. Not crazy, but you know what I mean? I will not be reverting to my old self. I will, you know, let these die, let these old habits die hard, right? But I will lead by example in the sense that my life will be an example of what it truly means to follow God. Like, I know most of you may not 
have known me, most of you don't know me personally, but for the people who do know me, who are listening, it's like, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all did not know me when I was going through like those, like the toughest times in my life. It's like, you knew, you probably knew me, but you didn't know I was going through that because I hid it so well. So it's like, I, I am the only person who really knows the extent of the pain that I went through. And I know that the reason that I'm still here today is because of God. I, I cannot take credit for any of this, right? So yeah, I will lead by example and show you that things can change when you learn to be closer to him, when you learn to put him first and remove all of the noise and you make time for him, right? But, and it's, and it's funny too, because one of my friends, one of my friends sent me um, a TikTok that says, when you used to laugh and laugh at people who would talk about God all the time, and now you're the person talking about God all the time. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Praise him. Praise him because I would not be here. I would not be here if not for him. So, and another thing too, I know this episode is really long, but it's for Jesus, okay? Um, literally, one thing I will say, I, I talked about this in the episode on your purpose. Again, every episode I reference, I will leave it in the description. But I told y'all that I was the type of person who never knew what I wanted to do with my life. Like at no point in my life was I sure about what I wanted to do. Everybody had their whole thing. You know, doctor, lawyer, accountant, I want to do this, I want to do that. People, I felt like people always had their life planned out and then there was me. I was like, why am I here? Why am I here? Let me just pick something, you know, so I would would fit in, you know. I never knew what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't discover my purpose. I did not start living a purposeful life until I got closer to God. When I was trying to do everything in my strength and I was trying to come up with a plan for my life in college, because that's when they force you to decide what you want to do with your life. Like from freshman year, before you even step foot on campus, it's like, what is your major? I don't know. I, I don't know. Some people knew. I never knew. I never knew. So... I just chose something, but I never knew. I did not become aware of said purpose until I got close to God. Because your purpose comes from God. If you don't know your purpose, sweetheart, you need to go to the source. You don't know, the pur- you don't know your purpose because you are not checking with the source. You are looking online to see what, what are the highest paying jobs. You are looking at what everybody else around you who has a good living is doing. And you're trying to do that. And that's why you don't know what you want to do with your life. You are not going to the source. Ask God what his plan for your life is. The purpose comes from him. How can you live a purposeful life without going to God for what your purpose is, right? I didn't know that back then. I know that now. And that's why I do believe I'm walking in my purpose. And, you know, I believe my life is great. Of course, I have goals and things I want to accomplish, but I'm very happy about my life, you know in the present day moment and that's 100% because of God 
he did not reveal my purpose to me until I got it together and came to him for that, right? And then the thing too is like when God reveals your purpose to you, sometimes you might feel like, oh yeah, you definitely had me mistaken. I'm not the one. Sorry, I'm not qualified for this. This is not, this is out of my scope, Lord. Um, I think you have the wrong person. What I've realized is if he told you that's what you were meant to do, he will prepare you. He will equip you. He will put the right people and things in your path to fill up, to fulfill that purpose. That's what he called you to do. It's when we get very confused and we think that it's up to us to figure out the how. And we think like, okay, let me start planning this. Relax. Re that's not your job. That's not your job. Go to him. He will give you everything you need. He will put the people in place. He will give you the resources. You just need to go to him. Every time I ever felt frustrated about my life is when I tried to take things into my own hands and act like I was the architect of my life, knowing that is not my cup of tea. When I tried to do things myself, I got very frustrated and I always ended up going back to God and he was like, it's good to have you back. I've been waiting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, yeah, so what are we, what's, what's the plan? And then, you know, sometimes he doesn't give you the plan. Sometimes he, he, he gives you like the next step without the full picture. But again, it requires trust, right? It requires you to trust him. And that's another thing. Like, y'all, there's so many things I could talk about because I told y'all, okay, I won't go too much into depth on this piece because I have an episode out on this. I will leave it in the description because I don't remember what the name or the number is. But I made an episode where I talked about the different phases of my relationship with God. When it, when it first started, I came to him crying and complaining. I was out of options. I needed somebody to help me and take care of me. I was in survival mode and I needed him to help get me out of that, right? So I knew him, it, it, like it was a trauma thing. I was in survival mode, I needed help. And then every time I would go back to him was when I needed help. I would go on about my business, live my life, do whatever. And then the only time I knew him was when I needed help. Then I had to learn to create a new routine and be more grateful, not just go to him when I need help. Learn to be still, still learn to be silent, right? But that's the thing. Sometimes the phase you're in with your relationship with God is survival mode. Like you just run to him for help and you have to get to a place where you're not operating in survival. You need him to bail you out. You need to get to that place where y'all are communicating when y'all are talking so he can reveal your purpose to you. And then obviously, like I was just saying, it will require you to trust him because he might, he, I don't know if he's done it for anybody else, but he has not done it for me. Sometimes he just, he does not reveal the full picture. He just reveals the next step. And then you have to trust him, right? So there's the phase with being in survival mode. There's the phase with the gratitude. There's the phase of learning to be still so you can hear him. And then there's this whole new <sighs> introduction to trust. If you ever, if you feel like you trust 
people or you trust anything or you have a good, healthy relationship with trust, but you have not discovered what it means to trust God, you don't know anything about trust. Because let me tell you something. Trusting God is a whole new level. Trusting God is a whole new level. Trusting God is like being in a burning house with flames everywhere and it's closing in on you. It's hot. You, 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 you've accepted death and you pray to him and you're like, you know, like you're still frantic. You're still scared. You're like, God, please help me. And he's like, be still. Like, can you, can you put out the fire? Like, can you help me with the, the, the stillness, you know? Like, teleport me out of the house or something, you know? Like, give me a sign that I will not burn to death. And you get none of that. And he's like, just trust me. I'm trying. I am trying. Show me something. Help me, at least make me not be able to feel the heat, right? Like, I am literally about to be charred to death. Help me. And he's like, be still. Like, that's what it's like when, when you trust God. Sometimes, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes, well, not easy. Sometimes it's easier, you know, because you might hear the firemen outside and then you see them like putting out the flames and it's like you have hope but no sometimes there's there's none of that going around the flames are closing in on you you're about to die and he's like be still but if he says be still it's because he has a plan and at the end of the day you are not going to die you're not going to burn he will get you out how i don't know it's it's it's, it's usually never in the way you think right that's why you have to trust him because our thoughts are also limited Sometimes what we think is best is like nothing compared to the plan he has for us. That's why you have to trust him. His ways are better than your ways. But like one thing I've learned in my relationship with God is I knew nothing about trust because when I'm in that house that's burning down, I'm like, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to leave. And he's like, no, just, just sit down. I'll take care of you. I'm just like, Like today in the afterlife, after I die, like, can you be specific? Like, show me something, you know, like it's, it can be very frustrating because it's not always clear. And then sometimes you don't even hear anything at all. Sometimes he's silent. Sometimes like, like it's a lot. It's a lot. And that's why I just like to this day, I'm still learning to trust him. Like, I have the peace. There are some aspects, like, because of my track record with him, what we've been through, what he's got me out of, um, there are a lot of things and a lot of types of problems that I can trust him through. But others, sometimes, I'm just like, can you give me the map, though? Can you give me the roadmap? Like, can we, can we discuss this? Can you fill me in on the plans? please because like I trust you I trust you God I know you will get me out of it can you just show me how like sh please I know you said be still but Lord 
help me. Please. Please help me. Like the flames are closing in on me. And he's like, just be still. Lord, like it's 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 a battle. It's a battle, it's a struggle. I'm still learning. Sometimes I call one of my friends and we literally just go on and on on the phone about exactly what I just said. When you're trying to trust him and he just, you know, like we, we, we feel entitled to the plans and the blueprint sometimes. And he's like, that's my business, not yours. I just need you to do what I asked you to do, which is be calm, be still, trust me, be patient. And I'm just like, it, you know, it, it's a battle. It's a battle. But um, I feel like I've been talking for a really long time. I really hope that was helpful to the person who requested this video. Um, yeah, to recap all the stuff I said, number one. When you're starting to build a relationship with God, make it about him and only him. Go directly to the source, okay? If you do need help and guidance and you decide to go to a church or find a pastor, do not idolize the pastor, okay? Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Give God room in your life to lead you to different pastors and different sermons, okay? You do not have to be binded to one pastor like that's you know like worshiping idolizing this man or woman right your relationship with god is about god himself okay he might sell he might send pastors and other people as vessels to teach you stuff but you do not idolize them you take what resonates you leave what doesn't number three protect your relationship with god be mindful of who you discuss your relationship with some people are not receptive. Some people are judgmental. Some people are not on the same path spiritually as you. And it will only deter you. It will only distract you, frustrate you, irritate you. If you talk to people who are not seeking God in the same way that you are seeking him. Okay. And then the fourth thing, you need to know what he says about you. Start reading the Bible. Start watching um, sermons or videos that talk about biblical principles in all aspects of life and know what he says about you right know the verses if you like if you need a verse for confidence or purpose like google confident verse bible verses for confidence or whatever like know what he says about you so that you can always use the word against the problems that you have right number five develop a routine with him Develop a routine, prioritize your time with him. I go to the lake multiple times a week to talk to him and I make sure that I surrender things to him that I cannot control. I am grateful and I also um, am still enough and I meditate to make sure that I can hear him. It's a two-way conversation, not just me complaining, okay? Um... The next thing, what did I say? Oh yeah, for purpose, 
if you want to know your purpose you have to go to the person that gives you the purpose okay you have to go directly to the source you have to go to god okay trust him his ways are better than your ways that's the last one i feel like i may have missed that on a few things but these are like the most important things i can remember right now so i hope that was helpful if anybody else has something they want to add or like just talk about your relationship with god and how it has changed you how it has helped you how you've grown in your faith um please leave a comment below i'm still growing in mine i would love to talk to people and get other people's perspectives um um, but yeah, I hope that was helpful and that is all I have to say in this episode. If you like it, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Okay. Don't watch the whole video and then you're not even subscribed. Like what's, what's happening? Subscribe to my YouTube channel, click the notification bell. And then if you're listening on audio, make sure you leave a five star rating and a written review and make sure you're subscribed there as well. Okay, so you can get notified when the new episodes are released. But yeah, that is all I have to say and I will talk to you next Sunday. Guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.